Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You bring people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm your host dave and i'm synomulic john yes the <laughs> zoom type jd <laughs> Apparently everyone's tired this week, so let's let's get this going before we all fall asleep. Let's start with John. How was your week, buddy? Well, I told you guys, and you you told me not to say anything. So uh, no, I, <laughs> well, hard, hard, dealing with horrible manager, but all, also on the bright side, uh, the fall season of anime has gotten into swing, and there's some there are a couple of gems, a couple of really weird weird gems, and otherwise, you know. I mean, we had uh, DC Con. You know, Fandome. 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 Yes. Like is that like the Jadum? Uh, you wouldn't know that. You're not Doctor Who fans. Okay. Fandune. So, yeah, Fandune. Oh. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Eh, eh, you know. Uh-huh. Good and Exactly. Bad. <laughs> I got pumpkins, so you know. All right, well, there you go. You're you're ahead of the game. My my daughter took a long time to find pumpkins this year, but she's got them too. So we got uh, pumpkins. I, hmm? uh, we got pumpkins. We're gonna yeah. carve them tomorrow night. So who's behind the time stamp? <laughs> I don't know. I don't get pumpkins anymore. So how? Okay. So besides your pumpkins, how are you doing, JD? I'm good, man. I had a busy day today. I officially launched a new project. I'm doing a Kindle Vella. Some of you are saying, now, JD, what pray tell? is a Kindle Vela. And I would have said three weeks ago, I have no idea, but now I do. No, so apparently Amazon has this new platform they're calling Vela, which is, I get my wife figured this out, it is short for no Vela. And I'm no. like, oh. So anyways, what, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm dumb. What they're doing is they're um, releasing stories in these like bite-sized chunks, right? That are like, they, they want these, ep- they're calling them episodes, it's like releasing a novel, a chapter at a time. They're like mm-hmm. the old serials in the early 1900s. Exactly. It's exactly yeah. what it is. It's exactly, they're trying to bring back that model for bingeable content. My first thought was, well, isn't the novel like the most bingeable content one can have? Right. But no, they want a release schedule. So I said, screw it. I'm, if you guys recall way back yonder in the summer of 2017, you had a guest on the show who was promoting a comic book project that he was doing. Uh-huh. He got the first issue of said comic book project done before he had to fire said artist for being a flake. 
So said project never got finished because he actually turned to be better at the novel writing thing. So I decided to bring Red Sunrise back in this form. So I'm trying it out. Nobody's doing phenomenal with these things, but I figured what the hell I do this whole thing. And if it works out, I got another novel under my, under my belt and I get to do it kind of, you know, small chunks at a time. So the first three episodes are live. They're on Amazon, Red Sunrise, and they're free to read. So, you know, if you like it beyond then you got to pay, but uh, yeah, this has been a, it's been pretty cool. Like I, I've worked on, I have about eight episodes finished, so I'm going to be releasing them every Monday and every Friday until I finish. And uh, yeah, it's Samurai Samurai Vampire Story. Same as before. You know, I'm very excited about it. I, I was going to say they want content they can schedule. Have they met artists and authors? I mean, well, that's, the, that's the idea with it. And that's why a lot of people are struggling like to create it. But I mean, I'm. I, I live pretty much by schedule. So for me, and it's, I'm, I'm pretty quick, so it's not hard. Like, and my, you know, it's, it's interesting because they want, they got to be, they're meant to be around your phone, right? So you can't have big paragraphs because it looks intimidating. So they, oh. they I, I did a class, you know, when I was shooting that thing in Nashville a couple of weeks ago. And the, the lady who knows all about this is like, you should have no more than two to three sentences in your paragraphs. So that's a challenge, right? That's very yeah. you know different than how most people write, and they want more dialogue. And my stuff tends to be because I come from comics, dialogue driven. So for me, I'm like, well, let's get this. this was formatted as a comic. This is supposed to be serialized. Let's try this out. And I literally made this decision like two weeks ago. So yeah, man, it's been it's been pretty fun, and hmm. we'll see how it goes. Like I said, not nobody is is making a killing with this right now. So what the hell? Why not try something a little different? Well, this is like that that that's something for somebody who, like like the guy who wrote the destroyer serials, right? Mm -hmm. Like he was pumping out a book like that a week mm -hmm. or, or well, Arthur Conan Doyle, right? Yeah. Um, that's Dickens did the same thing, right? That's how people used to get storytelling done. right. We've kind of moved away from that, mm. but they want to, they, they're trying to, it's funny, like Kindle's trying to mimic like Netflix, but they already have that with unlimited, but whatever, this is a new platform. And there are a lot of platforms that are very successful doing stories like that. Usually it's romance, but romance tends to dominate the book market anyway. So nothing but respect for romance writers. They're, they're machines and they're awesome at what they do. Kudos. Not, not for me though. So we're trying a little historical fiction horror thing. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just put it up today. So I'm like, how's it going? I have no idea. So I mean, like I, I literally, I literally don't know, but if you will attach these notes this week, go ahead and give it a try, man. It's the first three episodes, like 3000 words. You know, you'll probably have it done, read in like 10 minutes. Is it is this a separate there. app or something? Or Oh, no. So you can do it all through your Kindle. Oh, huh, okay. cool. So if you got the Kindle app, you just click on, you just, it's got a different ASN number and just go and read it. And it's, I'm, it's pretty cool. Like it's different. Like there's not covers. Like you just have a little circle with a, with a little, like, like an avatar, like a Twitter logo in there. And I still have that vampire head that I paid for years ago. So I'm just using that. Nice. Yes. I saw that on pop up on Facebook. I'm like, mm -hmm. wait, he's not sharing a memory. What the hell's going on here? Yeah, I decided, <laughs> I decided to bring it back, and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And this isn't a paid promotion, just to make sure we, you know, we, we're, we're promoting JD's work. But he you damn well, you're so. no, no, no. This is the time is the payment, man. I've been here for four years. I'm done Reference. doing time. I'm doing time. <laughs> we, we we pay in references. <laughs> John's paid me plenty over the years to be honest with you. So this is something John you can look at that I mean to pay me money for. Only when you only when I want you to kill me and and I'm I'm like I I feel I feel the hand of uh -oh. doom on me again. I would like to die. I, mean, <laughs> I got something coming probably first of the <laughs> Oh man. I'll call back on this. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is that that's going to be one of the most 
interesting running gags in literature. <laughs> this guy I, I, dies I, in I, every book. I appreciate it. I think if, it's a pretty good gag. If any of our other author friends want to kill somebody, I am willing to pay to die. Uh, see, if, in, but if, in, in paragraph. Let's, in, let's in, make, let's make like, John O'Grady the most murdered name in fiction. Yes, yes. But then eventually he's going to be his own slasher character because he keeps dying and coming back. Ooh, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> there's, some, there's something there. I'm I'm already a supervillain in the was it uh, in the other universe in Hope, Hope yes yeah they, you pretty they much already... are you pretty much are on the show too so <laughs> <laughs> I am oh, evil man. genius that's uh, is one of my or Dark Regent at work so <laughs> in addition to Dragon Tamer that is my other name Dark Regent or Evil Genius oh I'm not sure about the genius part but anyway <laughs> you haven't seen my work. <laughs> Go on, Dave. Uh, oh, well, so, so what have I been up to? Not much, actually, this week, though. Had a, a rough day at work. I'm not going to get into it. But this morning I got up. So last week I decided, you know, I realized I hadn't been upping the weights at the gym. So last week I upped the weights. And then today I'm like, I'm going to up the weight again. And I did it. Went through my whole routine. I get to my, the last machine I do is the ab crunch machine. And, and I finish three sets and i'm like okay and i get up so i can wipe the machine down and i'm like ow <laughs> i have this like i had this really bad cramp in my abs afterwards and at first i'm like is this a hernia <laughs> some of us don't need machines to make our bodies go crunch it just comes <laughs> but, with age <laughs> but it was like no it was just a cramp because it, it, it felt better after like a few minutes but oh my god um it's like did i push myself too hard and i'm like no chris hemsworth <laughs> that's my goal he -hmm. pushes himself that hard and i don't want to take steroids so we'll see he's a lot smaller than he used to be this is true he's in good shape he looks good but i recently saw thor one again and sweet jesus he was huge he was huge i'm sure it came about natural and the hair the hair was also huge that's been a running joke and it was a running joke in the um what if though everybody's commenting on his hair Hmm. I also been, silky hair. I also still can't get over that they dyed his eyebrows and uh, goatee in the or beard blonde in the uh, first one. The first one they did do that, didn't they? Yes. I couldn't place. It, I couldn't place why he looked different, but you're right. That's exactly what it is. And that's what it is. And it looks so weird. Yeah. Thank I kept, God I, they stopped that. I kept looking at him like something about him looks off, and I can't figure out what it is. Yeah. Well, you know, they live and learn. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I haven't done much. Oh, well, my, my sister's birthday. My sister's birthday is actually today as we record, but we celebrated that on Saturday. You know, pizza and cake. Woohoo! <laughs> exactly. Go, go Dave. Get crazy. When you get to our age, that, that's pretty much what you do. Yeah, our, our idea of crazy is we put pepperoni on the pizza. Ah, well, yeah, at our age, that's tricky. You know, Harper. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, 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 pepperoni and and was it omeprazole which is you know when andy when andy turned four his mom made him a ninja turtle cake and it was like shaped like a, it looked like a pizza with the turtles on there nice so it was uh it was i can't i forget what she used for pepperoni it was like slices of, of like some type of frosting or something it looked it looked perfect hmm. uh, but it was tasty it was awesome <laughs> it was also gluten-free yeah. i was gonna say was it gluten-free I, yes because i got the sissy belly 
Yes. Yes, you're a sissy. I mean, <laughs> no argument. Hey, my sister too. Like I know a lot of people with that. One of my brothers as well. I ate some, I was working at Starbucks today and I, uh, I got hungry and I bought some of their almonds and they were not gluten-free. And I was at practice today and the head coach asked me to leave the gym for 20 minutes because I could not stop farting. Uh, my, wow. I didn't my, realize. my brother-in-law's wife claimed that she had it for a long time for, for a while. And she kept getting thinner and thinner. And we we're like, like we thought she was really sick. And here my nephew was like, no, she's just doing Atkins and she doesn't want to tell anyone. So she told people she had celiac disease. So they went to question her when she wasn't eating bread. And I was like, that's not, that's not. As, as, as a member of the celiac community, we don't need any celiac posers. Because <laughs> I would love nothing more than to have some real macaroni and cheese in my life. But no, it's, that is not a possible thing. And if you've ever smelled me after something crosses past the goalie, you would understand why. Yes. Well, of course. Well, then, of course, there's also uh, my niece's ex who claimed he was lactose intolerant, but yet would only eat pizza and macaroni and cheese. <laughs> and we're back to old man talk. Exactly. I know. It was, it was like, really? Like, everyone would call him out on to it. It's like, dude, if you are, why? Then are you like eating the, that? It's like those vegetarians that go or vegans go, yeah, but I only eat chicken. <laughs> exactly. Chicken chicken's not meat. <laughs> it's not red meat. You can be honest with yourself and say, Well, I don't eat red meat, and then you're fine. But don't say you're a vegan and you're eating a chicken salad sandwich. <laughs> this is true. Or they 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 eat fish and it's like, well then you're a pescatarian. You're a pescatarian, like, you're not a vegetarian. No, no, I don't eat meat. It's like Fish, fish is meat. Fish is fish has meat, man. A fish has muscle, and the muscle is delicious. Yes, <laughs> delicious. <sighs> I could go for a piece of salmon right now. All right, all right. Salmon's good, man. I miss you. And I really miss fried fish because they have not mastered good gluten-free like deep-fried fish. It's all no? authentic. No, I, so I miss like legitimate fried fish, like a good old-fashioned fish fry with some tartar sauce and some French fries. Mm. That was great. Now I can't oh. have that. Yeah. I wonder if an air fryer could do that for you. We have an air fryer. We use the air fryer. It's just not the so it's same. Not, it's not same when it's not breaded. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you could do like, because you can use the gluten-free breadings and stuff like that, but it's just not as good. And that's the big secret gluten-free bread is the vast majority of it sucks ass. You use, you use as. That as, is in fact not bread. That would be fattening. No, no, not, not cheese. You use cheese with the gluten-free bread and oh, yeah, it, acts, oh, yeah. it acts almost like gluten. Uh, I mean, uh-huh. because then it will be the binding agent. I can right. see that. But, the, you know, then you're you're just eating cheese. I don't know. Which I guess if you're going keto, that would be well, fine. You don't need that much cheese to make it to make it work right. I really I, like I, I say I really this really because like my cheese. sister had. Wait, what? I really like cheese. If the cheese is going on, if the cheese is going on, we're going to make it count for something. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I say it oh. my, my sister, my sister for my parents 50th got a bunch of gluten free. Was it muffins? or not muffins, uh, rolls. And those went quicker than the regular rolls because they had the cheese and then they tasted much better. Oh, the they have like these little Brazilian bite things that they kill at Costco and they're like little bread balls, but it's made with cheese and they are freaking fantastic, mm-hmm. man. They're so good. This all this more in gluten-free superhero speak. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've made our audience hungry at this point. I think I'm going to go grab some to eat real quick. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm hungry now. <laughs> Speaking of our audience, I think it's time for a little social media madness. (laughs) 
since we don't have what if to talk about this week. Yeah, I know, right? We're waiting for the next one now. Was it uh, Hawkeye or something? Yeah, next. Not, yeah. not until Christmas. Got a while. Uh, I know. So we had talked about. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, a couple of friends of the show on, and we talked about our favorite and least favorite reboots. Oh yeah. So yeah. so in response to that, I see you used a Shit's Creek gif in this. Yes. I never watched a single episode of Shit's Creek, and I've heard nothing but good things about it. Oh, it's it is a very funny show. And so D Square said. Did you try rebooting it? God. Be care- with the Carrie Always version of Robin Hood. Yes. <laughs> the best version. Some would say. A Mega Level Nerds podcast said reboot system now. And then this is the one. Wait, hold uh, on. Hold on. So D Square commented and then Omega Level Nerds responded. So Don <laughs> commented on his own post with his alternate account. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> hey, he's controlling the narrative, you know? Yes, like, that, is, that is how one controls the narrative. Could be someone else running their social media over there. Who knows? It is not. It is Don. If I'm incorrect, I'll eat my words on the show. But it, yes. You're, you're ruining the illusion. That's what I do. <laughs> and then so Wizard said, WTF, I love reboots now. And it's the reboot cartoon that john talked about not that yes, long ago this show. by the company mainframe the very first fully cgi animation you know, do you know who was yes. a writer on that show oh was it uh straczynski straczynski he might have been but i'm not sure dan didio oh. oh went on to lead dc comics for some 15 years wow yes then we should ask him when the next chapter of the reboot cartoons coming out i don't know what he's doing now since leaving dc to be quite honest with you Probably whatever he wants. He wasn't one of those that was pushed out in the big exit. Yes. Was yes, he was. Um, yes, he oh, was. That's horrible. Oh, uh, I don't know. He turned down my project. So, you know, <laughs> eh, he went so you lose some. <laughs> well, okay then. Uh, so you're calling that karmic justice, are you? I'm not calling it karmic justice. I'm just saying sometimes people pass on you. He's not calling it that. He's just insinuating. You know, he's, <laughs> he's asking questions. I mean, <laughs> it happens to the best and worst of us. Mm. So last week on the uh, poop shoot news, <laughs> I don't think I'm topping that one. We talked about JD. You talked about your idea for a Kingdom Come movie. I must have. I forgot that I did, but yes. Yeah, because don't you remember saying DC call me, and you went. You I, DC I say things like that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> as I as I just buried Dan Dio, they never call. Um, <laughs> the ODPH podcast, Ocho Dorle Parlay Hour. Hour. I love that one. <laughs> Uh, said, after hearing the episode, I need that act- live-action Kingdom Come movie ASAP. It would be a badass movie. Yes, if you could only remember what you said. <laughs> I can only remember the things that come out of my mouth. And actually, quite frankly, something we saw this week led me to believe that even more. Ah, something that we're going to possibly be talking about. No spoilers. In the news coming Batman! up? Batman! No spoilers. <laughs> but which Batman? That's, Yes. We've got we, three of them now, I think. We're so overloaded on Batmans right now. It's ridiculous. We're kind of Batman heavy. Very it, Batman heavy. You, you know, it used to be it used to be where the, the actors were like they took pride in the fact that they're one of, you know, one of a number of people you could count on on one hand or then two that, you know, I, I could say I am Batman. And now it's like you got, you know, 20, 30 actors. Who isn't who isn't Batman? Right. You know? Right, exactly. It's like, it's like Spartacus. Like, I am Spartacus. I am Spartacus. Yeah. 
Who uh, has you're all Spartacus, just from different universes now. I'm Batmanicus. <laughs> Who hasn't been Superman? <laughs> to be fair, there's not been a lot of Superman as compared to Batman. Oh, come on. Now, wait a minute. There's been Let's... a few. Don't get me wrong. But I, don't think been, I think there's been way more Batman than Superman. Hmm. Am I wrong on this? Are we? How far back are we counting? I don't know the Big Bang. Like, how far back you want to go? Well, I mean, there's George Reeves, Christopher Reeve. Sure, fine. Well, uh, do you want to get fancy? Like, yeah, there's been. A, I'm not saying there's been a lot. Brandon, of Brandon Ralph. Brandon Ralph was one. Do we count? Yeah, count uh, Small Smallville. I can't think count. of his name. Count Gerard. What's his name too? Gerard. Not Gerard Jones. That was the pedophile that went to prison. Gerard Butler. Gerard, <laughs> no, what the guy from Superboy? The Superboy yeah. the '80s. Yeah, so Superboy, Smallville. Gerard something. I can't remember his last name. Uh, Henry Cavill and the new guy for the the new TV show. Oh, and Lois and Clark. So that's eight Supermen. Now let's do Batman. Okay. So if you're gonna count George Reeves, you gotta count the two guys that were in the Batman the Batman series. The original series, yeah. There's two different guys who did that. You also got Adam West. Uh huh. It wasn't just George Reeves, was it? Didn't George Reeves replace somebody? Kirk Allen. Kirk Allen. Uh huh. Can't remember what we talked about last week on the show, but I can remember Kirk Allen played Superman in the 1940s. <laughs> what was I going to say? So I left off Adam Adam West, and then we had a big break. Michael Keaton. Keaton. I'm going to count Kevin Conroy because he is Batman. Oh yeah. well, then you got to count the guy who did the animated series. Fine, George Hooper. Super. Go ahead. Yeah, all um, of them. <laughs> okay, and then we have Christian Bale. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Val Kilmer, George Clooney. Clooney. Christian Bale. So we're at nine right now. We got uh-huh. we got the animated The Batman and um, so we're, we're at ten Superman and yeah Diedrich Bader and then whoever did it on uh like the other Batman show. Then we had someone played him on The Birds of Prey because he did show up for a moment for a quick yeah like a and we had him uh blah, 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 Ben Affleck. Then we also had Robert Pattinson. We can include this. No, no, he's. No, no, he's the same person. Well, then there's a guy playing. Who's playing him on on Titans? Oh, who's I Bruce don't know. Wayne on Titans? None of us have watched Titans though. So. No, no, no. But yeah, there's. So, so it's, it's close. 15, it's, it's fifteen. It's, it's close. Four and a half times. There's a lot. We said counted Keaton twice. Because he, he should be counted six times. Like when you've taken a thirty year break from the rule, I think you could be counted twice. <laughs> John, do you disagree? Uh, have we just off the rails completely? I. I'm I don't know I'm looking behind me and, and all I'm seeing is like you know train parts all over the place. Right. <laughs> crisis, crisis of Infinite Batman. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. And the last... Oh yeah, Kingdom Come movie be very good. <laughs> Just rail cars on their sides, people I know. screaming. I mean, it's horrible. <laughs> it's like your train of thought. All right. And then finally, we did you talk about because we we got you want to rail your own thoughts. What? Um, <laughs> we talked about the Wandavision spinoff. Seems to be about Agatha. At least that's the the rumor at the moment. We're gonna call the show Agatha all along, right? Yes, Agatha all along. And then we asked our our audience what they thought about this uh, idea. Uh, Random Randy Savage said, <laughs> "Sorry, I read I read the the actual quote that he the tweet that Tim actually wrote." Sorry. She she is amazing, and I want to watch her read to me all the Wanda and Vision comics. You know, I would actually watch that. That would be funny, I think. Hmm. <laughs> Gorilla Brain Podcast said, got to keep those subscriptions rolling in. That's true. This is, yes. this is accurate. The Ucha Dorte Parlay Hour said, initial reaction is why, but Han is great, so maybe it'll lead to something else. I think that's a fair reaction. And then Timothy Jones 
Sorry, I, I read this early because it showed up first in the timeline. Uh, I hope they pick up where they left off with Agatha in WandaVision and not a prequel. Sour Grape Comics found in newspapers all across the country. Stealing my bit, Tim. Yes. Stealing yes. my bit. It's funny because I was actually talking to him online the other day and he went, you don't have to worry about the plug because I already took it for this week. Yeah, he did. did. Well done. Well done. So, yes. yes. Sour Grapes, everyone. Sour Grapes. All right. Of which I have I was, well I, I, I was just shocked that the I mean, she's not an unattractive woman, but like so many people are into what's her name? The place Agatha. Catherine Hahn? Yeah, Catherine Hahn. There's something about how about a funny woman, right? Like she's she she's not definitely like a traditional Hollywood like look or nothing like that, but she's attractive and she's really funny. And that, you know she's she's got an inner light. Yeah. She's got she's got something. Yeah. She's got that thing that, you know, just she's she's just she, a certain I don't know what. Yeah, uh, that's a Mike Myers joke. Yeah, that's that's a Mike Myers joke I just stole. Yeah, yeah, that's that's I think there is something about her that's you know not. I'm sure she's a person that if you saw her in real life, you'd be like, wow, she's really pretty. But like because it's Hollywood and it just warps your perspective for what a human being should look like. Yeah, like you know. So I think that, but there's something. There's definitely something like if if Will Ferrell can be a leading man in Hollywood, like the scales are way off balance. Yeah. You think? Well, I was watching. Well, I, I watched. I was watching the the uh, Netflix is that show the movies that made us right. And they put out a new series, a new season this week, and one of them was Elf. So I'm watching the episode of Elf, and I'm looking, going, "How the hell did they put 40 year old Will Ferrell with like a 22 year old Zoe Deschanel? That makes yeah. absolutely no sense." Yep. But it's Hollywood, so we accept it. Mediocrely attract, mediocrely average. Will Ferrell can land Zoe Deschanel in Hollywood. Well, look at Daniel Craig. Hey, they keep putting him with twenty nuclear good, Whoa, 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 whoa! Daniel Craig's a handsome man. Let's well, not. Let's I not know, but it's still like, first off, it's a real May December thing. That they okay, got first off, Hollywood's giving me hope. <laughs> That's the most Fair. important part. <laughs> hmm. I know John has no hope left, but I still do. <laughs> Gentlemen, I shall return. Continue on without me momentarily. Well, while JD runs to the bathroom and. Uh, Let's take this moment to take a quick break and have our good friend D-Squared tell us, tell you how you can get more superhero speed and follow us on social media so you can be part of Social Media Madness. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there... You can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's Back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. Thank you for that, Don. Don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds Podcast 
available on YouTube and where most podcasts are available. And on that note, boys and girls, we'll take our first commercial break and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right. And we are back. So, boys and girls, uh, we've got some news to talk about. we got a lot of news to talk about from DC Fandom, but there's a couple little things that happened around that that we'll talk about beforehand. First off, Hollywood strike averted. So, New Deal reached on TV and film contracts. So, so you brought this to my attention, JD. Do you did. feel this had something to do with the Scarlett Johansson kerfuffle? I do actually. Well, not just not just you necessarily, but there was talk of there was hinted at that there would be strikes, right? If yes. Disney was just going to ignore their real, they're they were just going to ignore their their royalties, right? Or I'm sorry, they're just going to ignore contracts, right? So yeah. no, they can't, but they were trying to. And like we kind of got hunched, we kind of got a hint of working down from SAG that they would walk, right? And now we had another thing where the producers were trying to say that I believe this is the was it the Grips Union or something like that? I forget what this is exactly. This is the it uh, is the IATSC and the AMPTP. I have no idea who who they are. Yeah, you read. I'm not now off the top of my head. I'm not sure. IATSE and probably a whole bunch of others. There were a couple of them that got together, which is amazing because from what I remember reading, because I've, I've been following this, something like 90, 98% of the ballots for voting on on the, the new contracts were returned, meaning that they, like, they, it was, it's amazing solidarity for a union. So stage, well, the IATSE is a stage, is a stagehands union. But I mean, Let's be honest, if they're not honoring the contracts, and again, from my understanding, the way the contract oh, wow. was written that they ignored Disney, they weren't getting any, the the actors and the, the people involved with the movie weren't getting any extra money from the streaming, and Disney was making more money from the streaming. And this is also the producer, the AMPTTPTP is the producer's union. So right, exactly. So, yes. the, so, so they're gonna they they were going to lose a lot of money was, if they would have if they would have gone on strike, everything would have been hard. yeah. There would have been well, no because product you need production companies like studios don't make anything right, and that's they, people don't understand that studios hire production companies to create content right right, and without the content creators because suits don't know anything right, suits sell stuff the suits sell the widgets, mm-hmm. but without any widgets to sell. You ain't got nothing, right? So right. this was this was a major, this is a major thing that got averted. And like we're we talk about this being in a new, a new world as far as streaming platforms go and monies that need to be divvied out. Monies, not just money. The proper term is monies. They need to be <laughs> divvied out because of these new this new world we're living in. And the studios are just trying to bank everything, and now yeah. they're learning they cannot. And the entertainment unions are some of the strongest unions in the country. So. This is uh this was a major this was a, a major thing that they averted. And it, it's not just like the money, it it which it was big in and of itself. Off the top of my head again from the stuff that I've read, they get actual weekends now. They don't have like a lot of these guys are working like seven days a week, 14 hour days. So they don't they don't get to they don't even get to time for like a meal during the day. They've had people like fall asleep at the wheel trying when they're trying to get home. So, so they're like they they've got breaks now. They they're getting their weekends, which you know, the I think the the way that just like everything in America, 
it just kept evolving in the direction of the, the, the small people have to, you know, basically sacrifice while the guys selling and making the money off of it get to reap the rewards. And now they may have, we may see a lot more stuff, a lot more shows where they're not 23 episodes. They're, you know, 13 because, you know, they, they can't, they can't do this grueling schedule anymore, which is the reason why Rose or, left uh, Bat, Batwoman, right? That was one of the reasons that they get. Well, that's actually something uh, there. It's, it's funny because apparently that keep, the reason why she left keeps changing. Well, and so people are not sure about that, but I was going to say, it's funny. You, you bring up a good point. A lot of people don't realize one of the big difference between somebody that works in Hollywood and somebody that works a nine to five is that like 90% of the people I believe are like independent contractors where yep. like you're hired for a job. And then once the job's done, you're out of work again until you yep. get your next job. Where if you have a career, you have a job to go to every day. Think, think, and, think S Corp or 1099. That's, yeah, I mean, yeah. that because because I did that myself. But, but I'm saying in that kind of situation, yeah. it's a lot easier to take advantage of the little guys mm-hmm. because you're not, you don't have a steady person that you can compare their salaries to. Well, well, that's, well that's Uber, the, yeah, I'm sorry, Uber and, uh, and Lyft. That one of the big things was forcing it was basically treating all of their drivers as independent contractors so they didn't have to give benefits or anything right and that and that was there was a big thing about that in california well in california is one of the states that actually does do a good job taking care of independent contractors because of the entertainment industry right right like these, exactly that's which is why which is why california has been the hub of entertainment since the 1920s i want to say like so yeah. over 100 years now of of this is what they do but at the same time these things happen this isn't it's going to happen again too is because the 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 studios never want to pay never want to pay the people that actually do the work what they deserve the studios feel entitled to the mass majority of the money because they feel without without the without their platform these things would would just die by the wayside and that's And it's not accurate but it's what they have it's it's the power structure that's been created to keep people nearly subservient and things are actually way better in Hollywood than they used to be because remember back in the 40s like actors were contracted to studios that can only work for a studio and then SAG made sure that was changed you don't see that anymore right but not like you were saying like everything because my best friend my cousin is in the Directors Guild of America he's a second assistant director which means he directs background talent he makes sure like everything's moving behind like the, the unimportant what you would think of as the unimportant stuff right the things that you don't notice which you're yeah. not supposed to notice but would if he wasn't there right so, it, would look like a, it would look like a zombie movie or a ghost town if it wasn't and like i said he'll he'll work on a show for x number of months or x number of weeks and then when it's over he's done time to find a new job and you hope that your word of mouth gets you the next one or you know, or or the guy you're working, or you get a relationship with a with a first AD that you like, and he brings you along. Hmm. It, right? it, it's there's no guarantees. It's it's so fascinating looking at the entertainment industry and the two that I always like to to think about because one I was involved with and one you were involved with in JD. So you've got music and you've got TV slash movies, mm-hmm. and it's like the internet came along and it was like. Hey, look, we're going to keep and blow away all the gatekeepers, right? And in the music industry, to a point, that has happened. You know, like music I, is always ahead. Music is always the first. I thing, can, first I, I have, you know, I've got my, my guitars over there. I've got a, an amp. I've got this laptop that I can, with software, I can create a band 
and produce music that's just as good as anything that's that was recorded in a studio 20 years ago right and then, and then you can put it on youtube and have it and then i can put for it content for by by warner brothers for warner studios I can put it on, even though it's your original <laughs> I, mean, I could put it on, but I'm saying there's a thousand platforms that I can get my music out Bandcamp on. Bandcamp and SoundCloud and iTunes. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. But A, with movies, to do a movie, it takes more than one person, right? Like it does take a band, more or less. It takes a group of people to do it. And then once something becomes popular enough, a gatekeeper grabs it up. Oh, still. yeah. Absolutely. Well, look at look at the best example. Like what was... One could argue that Star Wars is the most successful independent film of all time because Lucas self-financed those. Like, right, 20th right. Century Fox had that logo, but they just had the distribution rights. Lucas mm-hmm. made those movies, right? And so now it's now it's Disney owns, right? Now you got all these these places are buying up all these IPs, so these things don't exist. And the movie industry is going to be the last to adapt to it because they're yeah. the biggest. And they're the ones that are the hardest to change. Movies and publish, or I'm sorry, music and publishing is already changing. I guess I talked about this this writing conference in Nashville a couple weeks ago. Uh, I got to be friends with a writer named Jeff Friendly, I should say, with a writer named JD Barker. I'm reading his book, Dracul, right now. It's badass. And he was talking about how he goes, I wouldn't sign unless you're getting an, an amazing advance. He goes, there's no reason to ever sign with a major publishing house. Because unless the advance is just life-changing money, yeah, don't do not do it because you can do it on your own. And there's still people that think you need to be published by, but it's, it's the truth. Like when people ask, why are you an indie publisher? I've never tried to be published with a, with a major house because realistically it doesn't do anything for me. You have to advertise the book yourself anyway. Yeah. yeah. Right. They don't, if you're not, if you're not John Grisham, James, John Grisham alive, I met James Patterson. If you're not James Patterson, Stephen King, they don't spend money to advertise your work, mm-hmm. right? So why? Like, unless they think you're something super special, like there is no reason. Music, same thing, like you talked about. You can put your stuff on anything. You can put stuff on SoundCloud. You can have opportunities to make money. And it's, you might not become stupid rich, but you can live comfortable. Movies, independent film has always been a strong thing, but there's always been this like, you know, give and take relationship between the studio system and the independent. World. So, and now it's, I imagine we're going to see I don't know. I don't want to see you see the end of the studio system in Hollywood because Disney is just too powerful. But it's pretty much just Disney. The, yeah, I mean, like, like in the music industry, and I, I know that it works this way in the in the movie industry a little bit too. You know where, but in the music industry, it's like like people think you get signed and then the record company pays for everything. It's like no, like you go to record and they're like, okay, here's the bill for the recording. And you could do one of two things: we can upfront you the money and then you pay us back off of, off of what the album makes, or you know what? We'll do it for free, but we'll take a percentage point yep. and a percentage point. And by the time you know, you're you're done, you're left with one percentage point off of your profits off of your album. Which is yeah, why the musicians made them they made their money touring. Yes, exactly. Not releasing albums. The album is the commercial to tour. Right. But it's it's where, a take on the old company store dynamic, right? Whereas whereas an actor doesn't tour. <laughs> After he makes they perform, a movie. right? They perform like and not in publishing. It's the same thing. You get that yeah. they get the advance. If you don't, if your books don't make back that advance, you got to pay it back. So that's what you have to do. You have to tour and read your books at, uh, on stage. 
that's why <laughs> people do signings and stuff like that. And no, that's, why, that's true. That's, that's true. why royalties are so important to, to novelists. A lot of them won't even, you know, they won't touch their advance until they know that they've made it back. Or if you're Stephen King, you know, you're fine. Right. But I mean, like the vast majority of authors aren't. So, I mean, that's and comics is the most archaic. Oh, well, right? yeah. As we're seeing, I've listened to Brian Bendis talk rail against Marvel, which is crazy to think about because he was synonymous with them for almost two decades. And now he's talking about how since Disney took over, they're just like, here's five grand for creating Colossus. Thanks, Chris Claremont. You know, like stuff like that. Like you're not getting the money you should pretty much deserve, but some big studio exec's going to make sure he gets his sweet ass Ferrari. Yeah, of course. And what did he do? He didn't. I mean, he signed some deals and gets to be a dork playing golf and wear a fucking suit. And act he like was, he's something important, cocksucking piece of shit. He Sorry. was smart enough to buy a popular property to to make money off of. It, it, no, I, I, but, but like 20 of them? 20 of them didn't make that deal? Yeah. You know? I, I, J, JD, you're, 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 it's righteous anger that you've got. I mean, like, I, I mean, like, because I'm a creative guy. Because they're, they're leeches. I mean, they're they leeches. are, you know. And this is why we need to take back the means of production. Sorry. <laughs> I went too left on that. I, I went Guevara. But it is what it is. But it is what it is. That, that Overton that, window a little bit more. But it is what it hurts people. It hurts, it, it hurts creators, you know, and you hear well, about I mean, it every day. And But it's funny, too, because, like, I think people should also take a lesson of what's going on right now where, like, the like I said in the beginning, the internet came out oh, we're going to get rid of the gatekeepers. And you had things like YouTube pop up and, and whatnot. And then what happens? They become big enough. The media companies exist, jump on here, throw millions and billions of dollars of advertising money at this platform. So now YouTube becomes a new gatekeeper and starts saying who can and can't be on here and stuff like yes, that. Yes, but uh, your flip side of that coin is there's more opportunity now to be independent oh, yeah. and to make money than at any point there's ever been in history. Like I said, you might not be stupid rich, but you can live comfortably, right? But right, right. But like, look at again, you know, uh, perfect example. We've had we've had one of our episodes flagged twice now. Once on YouTube, and now oh, by the way, if you are listening to us on Facebook, thank you and welcome. We are now available through podcasts uh, streaming on Facebook. Oh. However. It's the second time that our commentary track for what you call it got flagged. What Justice League? Oh, yeah, oh well, yeah but that's that. Like we now we, it's transformative. We, we have to. It's tra- no, no, we we we, we there. It's transformative, it's but, we, but we didn't we didn't do the video right. Like the video. And, no, 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 no. It's too. the it's the audio that's getting flagged. Oh, just it, audio. Even that's so, such fair too. use bullshit. Like this is, it is, it is fair use. It is. Because nobody's going to be able to go through and clean all that up and then take the audio of Mary to, to Mary, Mary to the, the small no, exactly. section that's, of video that's that the we whole have thing. and if say, hey, here's the movie. I mean, right. it's, 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 all, it's stupid. We should I mean, do our show live on Facebook if we're doing this on Facebook now. Hmm. Sorry. All right. right. We, we, we'll we'll sorry, revisit sorry. that. <laughs> but yeah, so so anyway, oh, but like, again, that, but because... <laughs> They're throwing a bunch of money at that platform. That platform's not going to argue and say, oh, no, it's in, in our defense and say it's fair use. We have to do that. And then, yeah, it's so you guys know I'm a big wrestling fan, right? Are you? you well, you might have think you might have figured this out. No. New, Japan, New Japan Pro Wrestling is uh, the biggest for a long time. They were the number two wrestling company in the world behind WWE. Just recently, they have gotten so create flag happy with their dcma stuff they are getting they are getting people flagged for tweeting gifts 
tweeting gifts. That's not allowed. Photographs, they're flagging for that. And it has absolutely killed their momentum in this country. Like it's TV Asahi. They are, they have gone bonkers with the DCMA strikes. And I get it. There's a lot of piracy on the internet, but there's a fine, like, if you can't manipulate social media and understand that it's also your biggest ad platform, free ad platform, right? Exactly. What are we, what are we doing here, man? We're we're, we're being this a little, a little too much, but I I just oh, want I, I just so. want to add one little thing. First off, look at Napster. Napster made the the recording studios more money than they had ever seen, and their response to that was to kill it because oh, that's... Know, they didn't because they didn't control it. Not because it it made the money. But they didn't control it, and so they killed it anyway. They, they killed and, it and recreated it as iTunes under their own yeah. banner. And then the DCM, the DCMCA, or DMCA, that DCMCA. that that law was, is yeah. like one of the worst things that ever happened to oh, fair for sure. use for because sure. it it protects only the big corporations. It makes no allowances or have any checks for small creators. It, it relies on the courts, which lobbyists are aggressive way of handling. Yeah. Lobbyists are evil. They're the yeah. worst human beings in Washington. There's a lot of bad people in Washington, right? And this is why my first book was about a, not a lobbyist, because they're evil reptiles. And they, in, they they feed too much negative money into our government. They get stupid laws like this passed. And for yep. some reason, it's legal in this country. Yep. Their job is literally to buy votes. But our... I'm done. Deep breath. Um, I'm done. Lobbyists. I mean, I'm right with you. I I'm right with you. Like you know. Speaking I, I need, of, I need to kill like a, well, a, some well, first, insects now. First <laughs> off, <laughs> first off, okay. <laughs> cheese is not cheap. Mickey needs his cheese. Cheese is not cheap, especially with the supply chain issues. So speaking of the evil mouse, Ooh, ep- episode title. There you go. <laughs> speaking of the evil mouse, Marvel has shifted all of their 2022 movies uh, <sighs> coming out next year. So so let's see. First off... Pandemic related, you think? You Doctor think Strange. Can... Doctor Strange was moved to May for March. Thor Love and Thunder has been moved to July. What else has been... What else was moved? And then the Black Panther Wakanda Forever is now going to be in November. That was November. It's in It's in February. Oh, okay. Yes, it was November 11th. Now it's into February. Yes, sorry. I wasn't reading fast enough. This is and, ridiculous. And Quantumania. 23 now. Is, yes, 2023 now. Does this bother you guys? Well, I don't think I, it bothers me. That's why I'm just curious. I, I, my only problem is I'm getting older and I'd like to see fair. what happens in phase four fair. or the, the next big bad before I, I go. <laughs> that makes sense, actually. I had so, not considered that angle. The, the I, brought this up. I, yeah. I brought I brought this up. I, I wanted to bring this article. I mean, because they're not huge shifts. It's not like they went back a whole year. And it's it's an easy thing to say, well, we're not sure if everything's going to be back to normal by then, blah, blah, blah. But what I'm really wondering if this has something to do with the the new contracts and now with the lawsuit like that's possible did they have to shift their business plan how they were going to release these movies and you know and a did they shift their plans and b it's like okay now we need to position these so they're going to make the most possible money in the box office though february for black panther doesn't seem like that's when when it was first released though 
The first one came out in February. That's true. That's true. But and it was like I believe it's still one of the more like the highest earning February movies of all time. I think I believe that's still true. I think you might be right, and I think that a lot of insiders will say no, that has nothing to do with it. But the reality is, a lot of these things were were are in NDAs. So right. I think that's I I don't know, but I think that's an absolutely reasonable question because Mm. but also I think you could also lean into the pandemic where I think there's a better chance of things maybe recovering back to back to semblance of normalcy by the spring rather than the winter, you know? Right, right. So it makes sense to me to push to push everything a little bit. God, like I, th- I think the Strange movie is going to be like 18 months from when it was supposed to be released. Now, right? well, they I, have time to make edits and, and add some, they do. you know, sugar to it for, for the overarching storyline now. now like, I and do, they will little be. Little tweaks. Yeah. Yeah. I also know that... Uh, Disney has an unwritten rule that they will not release any movies from their studio in the same month. Yeah, that makes sense. You don't, anything they don't that want to eat their young. Yeah, yeah, anything that comes out under under a Disney umbrella. And one of the movies I think also coming out next year is the new, because uh, it mentions it in the article too, the new Indiana Jones. Like they shifted that, and now one of them is falling on one of the DC movie dates. So is that a head to head? Yeah, and I and I imagine DC will and Warner Warner Media will balk because they don't want that. Like um, Gremlins and Ghostbusters came out on the same day in 1984. Did you guys know that? Like, yeah, yeah, they don't do that anymore. Didn't matter. Saw both of them, right? Yeah, yeah, eventually, yeah, 35 years later. But I I think Ghostbusters cannibalized everything at the box office. But I think Gremlins still did pretty good. But you don't want that anymore. Like, there's the the amount of money spent in these movies. Right. But, But also back in 1984. Ghostbusters could spend like an entire year in the theaters. That's true. And and still be making first run movie the mm-hmm. entire whereas now it's like three first weeks. Week, yeah, three weeks. If you don't make the money, pull it, move. Let's make room for the next blockbuster. Yeah. If you haven't if a blockbuster isn't well into the profit zone after week one, it's done. Yeah. So I so I imagine Warner will and they'd be stupid not to. I wondered like has home video and streaming changed the way we consume movies? It's just like, uh, yeah, I think it has. I was talking to my wife about this the other day and she's like, I'm never going back to the theater again. She's like, I will pay $30 to have every movie to me. Right. Like this. And I thought, I said, you're the problem. You're why people are digging their feet in. Cause there's a good section of Americans that don't want to go back to the theater that found they would rather pay more money to have this streamed at home. So I imagine what you're going to see. This is a prediction. I don't know if I'm right. You'll see three weeks in the theater five like afterwards four to five weeks exclusive on streaming then the typical home video release i think that's what's going to happen keep it keep in mind you go to the theater these days right you get a popcorn and a water and you're very close to thirty dollars oh yeah it's ridiculous she's right i love going to the movies for like the religious experience i do too yeah but but it's it's ridiculous there's right, some, but, there's some, there's some, show, there's some movies I'm definitely going to go see in the, in the theaters, but for others that are released in streaming at the same time, I would rather have real popcorn with real butter, you know, and, and, you right. know, like, and, and a Coke that didn't cost me, you know, $5 for a pint. I mean, you need a fraction I, by 4013. Yeah. Although I agree with everything you guys are saying, what I was really was getting at is in 1984, it wasn't convenient to watch stuff at home. No. No, where, it is now. Right, exactly. So so it has changed. That's why it's changed well, so if, much. If you look back in 1984, like people freaked out about home video in general, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> well, that, was, vi- another, that was another one vitalized. of those things where the, the studio, like yeah. the big guys were trying to kill something that was right, actually helping them. 
they didn't understand what it was going to do. They thought it was going to cannibalize the box office. And what they realized is they could actually make movies, make money hand over fist now by controlling yeah. the release schedule and finding that a lot of movies that died a slow death. Cause it used to be like, if the movie died at the box office, you never saw it again. It was yeah. gone. This idea we have now where we have all these old movies that are available at our fingertips is insanity. Right. And even or like, the, the, the idea of a cult classic. Yeah, yeah, there was no such thing because you would never get a chance to see it unless it wound up on schlock TV for cheap. Or right. if it was so bad that people were passing it around by like, well, with VHS or beta, like, you know. But that's that was VHS or, or beta. Disc. But they created right. that. That it didn't exist. That, yeah. that didn't mm. exist until the 1980s. Like now right. you could create, now you had a whole new thing of direct video, like direct to, like we just released this right to VHS. Why bother losing money at the theater? We'll put this right on VHS. Make, it's a small shitty movie. We'll make a tiny profit. We'll be fine. Right. And they, it took them a good five, six years to really figure, maybe even long, maybe even a decade to really figure out how to harness that. And we're still in this infant stage right now with streaming and like with VHS, VHS sucked. Right. So if you're going to wait for VHS, you didn't care about the quality of, right. you know, the presentation. Now, if you've got a nice TV, right. With some good speakers in your house, we ain't a whole lot of difference. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing too, right? Like it's nothing to have a, a 40 50 inch screen 60, TV 70 yeah For, at, 4K. at 4k at 4k yeah, which right. is better, yeah that's you're talking about theater quality picture and sound to sit in your house i mean like I, and i get it i mean going like you said going to the theater is expensive and you yeah. gotta leave and it's like wouldn't you rather sit at home and watch it and there's like i said there's guys like you know i think dave and i and even you like i think we like going to the movies there's like a yeah, yeah. experience of movies not everybody feels that way especially the geek movies there's a certain camaraderie that you get from but those kinds of movies and that's know? why but that's why the geek movies have been have been killing yeah because we're yes. the guys that go yeah right like all the the people that used to go see like the, the 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 romantic comedies and the you know the star vehicles they're more than happy to watch that stuff at home that yeah that's that's that we'll the- go and dress up and we're stupid that's, yeah that, but that's that's the whole thing and it's like and it's funny when spielberg makes a comment of those movies are going to die the way of the western like you know and then people are complaining like well, why don't romantic comedies do what like they used to because because nobody's going to dress up as sandra bullock from love potion number nine like, because what, no no because like, exactly <laughs> like that's a, that's where, a great like, deep cut john that's a great deep cut the, um the, the geeks and the nerds are the ones that are passionate about things and want to go see it on the big screen. The geeks and the nerds are propping up the film industry, like the, the theater, not the film industry, the theater, the theater industry. industry. Yes. Right. We're the ones that still, because we're the ones that care about the Dolby sound. We're the ones that care about the IMAX image. If you go to see Kate, Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey, you know, I lost the analogy. Do some stupid romance of comedy stuff. Again, I have no problem with romantic comedies. It's not for me. You don't need all the bells and whistles of going to the theater for that. That's yeah. why. And I think the cinephiles, the problem with talking to the cinephiles, the Spielbergs, the Scorseses, is for them, cinema is a legitimate religious experience. And they think that everybody thinks that way. Right. Right. Yeah. So oh, and their perspectives are shifted. Yeah. The and, ones who and, think like them are the people they hate. They've become who they hate. They've become yeah. us. <laughs> and, and and also and also like the, the people that go to see romantic movies, they are more likely to go see it at home because I can have a bottle of wine while I'm watching. Hundred percent right. Yeah, you know, the- it's a there is no there is there is no difference in the experience of seeing a Jennifer Lopez movie showing my age at the theater than there is seeing at home. There's no yep. difference except you can have your your glass of wine, your your chardonnay. Yeah, yeah, while you you're can have, You're more comfortable. You're sitting your couch. 
know, mm-hmm. it's like reading. It's like I said, I said, romance writers are the killers. They are, man, because the, their readers, they, they knock those things out. They churn them out and they're sitting in their comfort of their house. They got their, their Kindle, their glass of wine, and they're just relaxing. Yep. Right. These are, they aren't us. They aren't lining up, you know, to, dude, you know, what my wife said today, my wife said, I need you when the new outlander book, she's got it on pre-order. When it comes here, I need you to take Andy for the weekend and go somewhere. I need the weekend Yeah. from home. She ain't gonna, she ain't gonna stand in line at Amazon or I'm sorry, that's not a place stand in line <laughs> at Barnes and Noble to go buy that book. Yeah. Right. Right. But she's more than happy to have it delivered to her house and she can read it in a weekend. Like this is the these are these are the fundamental shifts in the business that really fascinate me from a week to week basis, because we don't know what's going to happen. Dave dropped something. Right. I dropped the lecture and, and the ball. Uh, you and Frank uh, Miller. Oh. We're, we're, we're two in out of like eight eight topics here and it's already like we're already yeah. an hour and 40. But these are, I mean, like it's, it's so, this is it's actually a big news week. Hour and 50. Yeah, I know. True. True. Yes, it's it's romance nerd, nerd theater. All right. right. I like I like the cheese title better. So let's let's <laughs> let, let's let's keep the peace here. No, so. no, no. So, I tried. Right, so I'm so horrible at those. Damn it. No, I so, thought it was pretty so, good. I it was pretty good. Pretty good. So move, okay, so to keep the peace, we will we'll move on. <laughs> this weekend we had DC Fandom 2021 came out and boy did they drop a lot of trailers. They did. Um, DC Con. DC is almost finally making the movies they've been promising for decades. Mm-hmm. I almost <laughs> felt good about it again, being a DC guy. So so we'll start off with, we, we talked about this show already. They gave us a, a little bit of a teaser, but this time they gave us a nice trailer. And I got to say, I'm a little shocked. They made me feel a little sympathetic in this trailer. For the towards, Peacemaker? Yeah. Towards yeah. Peacemaker, yes. So yeah, we got we got John Cena as Peacemaker. Looks like they're going the. Almost feels like they're going that that tired formula. There's the guy in the chair. I think uh, they're doing it on purpose, though. I think it's I think it's a send up of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Look, look at his costume. Of course, it's going to be a send up. Yeah. I mean, like I think I think they're I think they're stealing steering into all those tropes on purpose because they're gonna. It's like a deconstruction, right? It's almost like yeah. this show feels more like Deadpool than anything else. So. That's my yeah. other question. Okay, so that's my question. I, I watched the trailer. I'm not a DC guy. Who's the vigilante in the blue and black costume? Oh, man. Adrian could... Chase, the, the 1980s vigilante. He's a very serious character. That I'm, not, I'm, I'm very curious to see what they do with him. His, one of his most famous things was Al, Al Moore had a brief run on him. I forget who wrote him, but he was the first you know comic book hero to die via suicide. Okay. That's kind of serious to bring into this. Wow. Hugely serious. And but, it's, I, it might not be the Adrian Chase version of the character, but they're using that outfit, the most recognizable. Uh, hmm. Because you know what? I was getting a Ryan Reynolds Deadpool vibe. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I'm like, like, they're doing that on purpose. Yes. This yeah. whole thing is a Ryan Reynolds Deadpool vibe, which is good. DC didn't really have that before. So I'm cool with it. I think this looks great. And I love John Cena. So. Uh, it's, it, it'll be interesting. He drives with a bald eagle. Like he's yes. hanging out with a bald oh, eagle. The, him, the, the eagle hugging him. It's great. Oh my God. Dad, look at, get the camera. Is is that the same one that tried to take a bite out of Trump? I mean, it's like, I, I, but eagles, eagles are hard to like. It's a computer generated. It's, eagle, it's called, it's called computer animation. Oh, yeah, it wasn't real. Yeah, that's sorry. Nice. I, I think this looks fantastic. That'd be, that'd be good for practical effects. 
And then what was the what was the other thing I wanted to say about this trailer? Um, I just I loved how it picked up right at the hospital. I yeah. loved the interaction with the janitor. Yeah, who are like, you? Who who peacemaker? I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no there's no hero named Peacemaker. <laughs> weren't they weren't they on like national television when they fought Starro? I, I thought hmm, I thought maybe that maybe they didn't know. Up. Nobody knows who Peacemaker is. Yeah, yeah. The whole exactly. point of the Suicide Squad is they're invisible. That is true. And they disappeared. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's because they're all a lot of them are six feet under now, but that's so, also true. <laughs> so yeah, now it looks good. I can't wait. I think John Cena is gonna kill this. He's gonna make or break it. It's all on him. It, it is. Really yeah. is. I, I, if as long as he's he delivers like he did in the movie, I think it's it's all this good. Is, it's the Jennifer Holland will be good him. too. Jennifer Holland's in this, and she she could she could help out too. It's it's amazing what James Gunn can write when he's bored. Mm. He is he. People love working for him, and he's amazing at playing to strengths and getting ridiculous stuff out of his actors that that plays well. You know, believable and silly and fun and serious all at the same time. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I can't wait. Like this one, I really can't wait for. And I, you know, I always get think, am I going to get rid of HBO? And it's like, oh, now I got to keep it for this. So I'm gonna pause, I'm gonna pause on HBO after Dune. But yeah, it looks good. We 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 kind of did call it though, like HBO and Disney. Like I mean, HBO Max. They they well, they started off kind of rough, but they they've been playing catch up. Yeah, they've been doing very good at that. And they're no longer playing mustard. Yeah. Uh. I don't think like I I I can't tell you the last time I went to Amazon Prime for any video because their their interface their their site for Amazon Prime Video still sucks can't can't figure out yeah. how to find anything and Netflix is still putting out new content so we still Netflix got is only three putting out Netflix is putting out new content but we never covered Squid Game that did that did very well yeah mm. Netflix I would have said Netflix has had a down year but they 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 finished strong. Yeah, they put out Squid Game and what they they killed with that. Pardon the pun. <laughs> uh, I I I I see people talk about it. I have no interest in it. My oh. kids love it. My kid, the kids I coach, they love Squid Game, which I think is kind of cool. They're all watching the South Korean show. I was going to say, I don't you think know? your kid is old enough for it. Oh no, I, my kid isn't. I am used to subtitles, so that does ha- that has no effect on me whatsoever because mm-hmm. you know the anime. But like, it's not my type of thing, and yet it is oddly interesting to me i'm halfway through it and like i i would have thought after the first episode i would have turned it off and i'm still watching it it's, it's, it's just the the yeah the they they the acting is really good in this you know so yeah. i haven't cool. seen it so i can't count I, all i know is it's become a cultural phenomenon speaking of good acting that's oddly interesting Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu as villains oh i will watch Helen Mirren in anything helen here is the sexiest octogenarian i've ever seen in my oh yeah. my god did you, you if you ever saw red and red too holy moly so we got uh, we got our our first official look at shazam 2 fury of the gods yeah it's it's weird like like you see the the only kid only kid i can remember seeing in the preview is the 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 kid who was in the had the crutch the the, the leg issue in the, Pretty, the yeah. first yeah and it's like it's weird seeing him like he looks like an adult now or almost like kid an old man. i know and it's just like four years is a lot for a kid 
I know, and it's like, is that gonna hurt? That that's what was maybe making me think. Like, is that gonna hurt this movie? Well, Grace 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 Fulton is playing herself as as the super as her super self now. Like, I don't think she was in the first movie. So no, she wasn't obviously. And it's just like, yeah, because then it's because it gets weird. It's like, yeah, like this looks fun. The kid kid who played Billy Batson eventually just take over the role of Shazam. Good. I mean, it's supposed to be him. It's supposed to be Captain Marvel. Shazam is supposed to be what Billy will look like when he gets older. So I could I could see that depending on how long this this series of movies goes for. Um, I mean, that that said, these move this movie looks. I mean, like it's not a real trailer; it's just like snippets of a trailer. Yeah, it looks fun. Like it looks like it's going to be in the same spirit as the first one. Definitely, definitely. I just I don't know. I I, I Helen Mirren is such a great actress, but it's just having her play a role like this just seems weird at her age, but it doesn't match. Like she is, she'll pull it off. Mm-hmm. She is, I, I, I'm, you know, like very few actors do, do I like give wholehearted accolades to, but th- that woman can do anything. And let she's, me, let me turn your heads back to the year of 1981 and a little film called Excalibur. Uh-huh. She's Morgan Le Fay in Excalibur. Yeah. This is true. Looking phenomenal. Sorry, yeah. but that was also young, young JD had complicated feelings watching that movie on VHS with his parents. That that was what forty years ago. Forty years ago, but I mean, like, but she's got the chops to pull it off, and she still looks like she's a freak with just how like how well she's aged, right? And she's got this mm-hmm. gravitas. So, like you talk gravitas. about gravitas, she's I'm one not, of those people I'm that not, has it. I'm not taking any of that she's away from her. Hera, right? She's playing Hera. She yes, yes. Yeah, so she's perfect. She, she's one of my favorite actresses. It's just weird to see people older people in these roles running around and jumping and, and she's not going to be running around they're going to be like you know there's some they're going to make that work it's like it's, like, well, it's, it's one of the, christopher lee is saruman yeah and it's also one of the things like way less pointed sexy out, though yeah <laughs> it's one of the things people pointed out either. one of the issues people pointed out with captain marvel was when they de-aged sam jackson and he was still doing the running and stuff just the age and like you can tell he's a 70 year old guy trying to run down a hallway like just computer put his face on a young body running down the hallway that's you all know? you got to do man i mean that's that's the world we live in right now it's smoke and mirrors it's no well, different. We, we, we've talked you know? i mean again we've talked about this before but like years ago where we will get to i mean you've got deep fakes now and all that you're gonna get to the point where you know we'll have we'll be able to computer generate anybody's voice and at that point with the CGI that good, you can have a live action show. Speaking CGI of characters with any anybody who's ever been an actor. We we are to the point where people are selling their voices for AI. And there's a whole market that's a, that's not quite there yet, but we're not too far from an AI audiobook market where you yeah, can I really didn't need Sam Jackson on my echo yelling at me. <laughs> But that's the thing is you can have Sam, like I could have Sam Jackson doing the audio for the book of Jericho. I just got to pay his royalty rate and it'll just do it in the perform. I don't you know. We're, we're a ways from the performance aspect, yeah. but it's close, man. You're not wrong. It's close. Yeah. Okay. Quick, quick aside. Cause speaking of this stuff and the deep fake, I had, I forgot. I wanted to mention this Jamie Costa. Do you guys familiar with him? Jamie. Oh, that was the Robin Williams thing. What a what a performance! So he Holy is a so so he's a, a an impersonator. That's what he does for a living. And every year he puts a video out at Christmas time where he like does a little speech about Christmas. And while he's doing the speech, 
he does different voices throughout. So, you know, the typical Schwarzenegger, De Niro, Robin Williams, you know, all the, all the Nicholson, all the people that are always imitated. But ever since the deep fake technology came out, while he's doing it, his face morphs into the people. Oh, wow. I didn't it, see that. Yeah, you, you have to, it's on his channel. You, you got to look them I up. Will. That's cool. They're, they're really cool, but he is so good. And it was just like, but obviously like one of his favorites to do is, is Robin Williams. And then he, he produced this short called Robin hoping to just do like Deadpool. Yeah. It's shopped same around. Thing. Same thing. Get it shopped around. And then hopefully someone picks it up and he can make the, a buy up about he, it. It was pretty damn impressive. And like he not only because like Rich Little did impressions too. Right. Yeah, but it, he never showed the gravitas as an actor. Like I was really impressed. Like even if the even if the impression wasn't as spot on, his his performance in that I thought was really really. Robin good. Williams is one of those that is really really hard to do an impression he's because he's so up and down. Yeah, he had the the amount of energy that that man had a nuclear I, reactor in his body. If, like if, it's just it just to, and, and, if and, you, and the amount the range of emotion that he constantly put out in waves is just and if you can mm. if you watch that clip and you're not tearing up by the end of it well you're first off an emotional robot but yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean just amazing and i really hope he gets this movie made because that, that would be amazing it's clearly a passion project for him yeah and I hope that because again I, the performance was great. He didn't look like he looked enough like Robin Williams. Where I'm like, you know what? That's fine. I can do this. I want to go back and check out more of his stuff because I was super impressed. And I do, I do hope something because again, it's Robin. The movie I watched it's Robin Williams in in the Mork and Mindy trailer finding out that John Belushi died. Yes, right. Which again, if you're from the '80s, that that really has resonance. If you're not, continue. On. But it also it also makes you wonder like how much was that based on stuff that Robin Williams revealed afterwards and how much was that artistic license? Yeah. Yeah. It's just amazing. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Tangent. You know, there's, there's, there's train wreckage behind John again. All right. Uh, (laughs) Oh boy. Moving on. Shazam. This should have led into the other teaser that we got. Finally got to see some of this movie. Like I, I I can't believe it. I, I I didn't think this movie was ever actually going to be made. And you know, the rock standing there looking badass, shooting lightning, it looks pretty cool, but <laughs> that's all we got. Basically, him we killing people. We got more. It's like it's like Dwayne Johnson came to me and cracked open my brain and said, JD, <laughs> what would you like to see in this movie? <laughs> And this was pretty much it. Like the the little snippets we got with Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate. Yeah, yeah, that was like good I was too. like I love the choice for Hawk or for Hawk, for Hawkman, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, and and the look of Kondak. I oh, I love Black Adam. Like there's such I've been saying for years that there's such cool stuff that could be done with the Black Adam character. I I this is my most anticipated DC movie. Really, yeah. I love Black Adam. Like I do, like the I, Jeff Johns run on, J, on JSA that redefined Black Adam in the 21st century is one of the best. I did like it's probably some of his best work in comics. It's so they, good, he's so complicated. Yeah, and wasn't Black Adam like announced when Man of Steel was announced? I want to say Black Adam was announced when Superman Returns was announced. But I'm not 100 percent sure. I know I, Dwayne, I know. I think Dwayne Johnson's been attached to this for well over a decade. Okay, I thought that's. I thought that's what I meant. I think I thought. The Rock got attached like 
right around time Man of Steel was announced. Yeah. I want to see even long. I want to see maybe 2007, 2008. I, I, I could be wrong on that, but I think it's been that long. Don, you know, let us know. <laughs> Don, don't know this. We're out of Don's wheelhouse. This is this one's all JD, and I don't even have the answer to it. <laughs> so, what did you think, John? What did you think of the trailer for Black? I, I I'm with JD. Like this and the Shazam movies. These are the, the, the this these two are the ones that I'm interested in the most. You know what gets I, me excited I, I, about that, John, is the what? fact that it's they're the same but different. Like yes, and it feels like the it feels like two sides the, the cliche of two sides of the same coin. This feels like it because he looks like one of them, right? Because he is, and but the movies feel totally different. I'm that that excites me, and the fact that you know that it, once these are done, we'll the next is to put them that. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, and that's the thing. Like, I have confidence that these two movies are going to be good. I have no confidence in the ones after we talk after. Both. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Well, let's keep going. Yeah. Dave, what do you think? So, I. That sounds like a big if. You me. don't have, but you don't have the emotional attachment, so that's why I'm curious. Because I'm, yeah, I don't have I'm the emotional so attachment. And again, if this has been talked about for so long. It's so hyped. I'm trying to tamper my expectations. The Rock it. is the number one movie star in the world, so it' gonna make money. I, I, I like The Rock, but I also don't think he's like the greatest actor in the well, world. Of course not. I didn't say he was the greatest actor he's, in the world. He said he's the biggest box office draw. He's this generation's Arnold. You know, he might be perfect for this role, though. I think that's I think that's fair. And Arnold, there's Arnold has some good performances. Arnold was who else would, as we've learned, no one else could have been Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, Arnold Arnold was great in Twins. Arnold was great in Terminator. Like Arnold was good at being Arnold. Right. Predator. Like, but but that's what I'm getting at. My fear is. My fear is that I'm not going to get Black Adam. I'm going to get The Rock dressed as Black Adam. Yeah, you're probably going to get The Rock dressed as Black Adam, but I want to see what he does with this because he's doing all the right stuff. Black Adam is an anti-hero. He's not a hero. I'm very... Right. I'm very... Because it seems like they're steering into that too, right? And it looks like it's going to be the Kondak story because that's like the Black Rain, the JSA Black Rain story was is very much an Iraq parable because it's 2003-ish where he goes back to Kondak to take it over again right to save it from this war and winds up becoming a despot leader such yeah. a good story and it seems like that's where we're going i'm not sure but that's that's my vibe yeah yeah no i mean obviously we'll i'm gonna see it i mean we'll talk about it on this podcast but i'm trying not to be too overly hyped for it we'll see how about naomi what do we think of naomi oh uh, did we skip did we skip naomi no naomi's no, next no, on the list that's why the next one. But, oh, okay. but right now the vid- the video the teaser on on in uh youtube the likes there are more dislikes than there are likes for naomi, for naomi? yep it's two huh. point it's two you're right 2.8 2. 2. 2.7 yeah it's a well it's a it's a bendis created character that um, doesn't have a lot of accrued fan interest i honestly have never read Naomi. so, so that's that's my know thing about it until now it's a and, newer it's a newer character yeah that doesn't have a following so they're taking a big chance on this in my opinion this deserves 2.7 thumb 2.8 thumbs down like well, but but the, the teaser should have showed something and but that's the whole thing yeah, that's the whole thing passing out the teaser it, doesn't you it, 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 it would true. only get fans excited the ones that know know that the character yeah. Right. right yeah there's no you're right this should have been an introduction to who so, she is yeah so as i was saying to john earlier i got this impression of it being like that show powerless at first i because i don't know who naomi was 
Yeah. And I'm like thinking, is this a show about like regular people living in the world of Superman and Batman and what, you know, like they're trying that aspect again. And then I looked it up and it's like, oh, no, she is a hero. She's a newer hero that Bendis created. And it's like, wait, you guys can't get Superman right. What, why are you bringing in new characters? Well, because yeah. they, they do. It seems like they actually do better with the lesser known characters. Right. We all love Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's true. We raved about the Suicide Squad. You're right. The Suicide. We raved about Peacemaker, (laughs) right? Yeah. So maybe this is what they. I don't know. I do agree. This. You know what? In retrospect, you're right. This trailer did not do a good enough job educating people as to what this was. You need to. You need to give them a little something. Something. Yeah, you're right. Can't just leave them with a a little girl lying on the ground. It's like you can. You can do. You can do that, and then end with a flash of her. You know, being triumphant. Yeah, in in her costume. Yeah, like give her eyes a sparkle at least. Like, let me know kind of what's going on because right. they really didn't. There's a girl who was like a close-up shot and she passes out. Why? Yeah, yeah. This was uh, yeah, strike. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, again, it doesn't deserve that many like thumbs down, but yeah, I, that's the one thing. I, part of me is like, I, my mind went to a dark place with that, and I don't think I'm wrong with that. But the trailer did not did not do a, a good enough job. I should have had Snyder do the trailer. That's <laughs> well, so, one thing he's good at. Yeah. So, so I will say maybe she fits somewhere in the DC multiverse yeah. because my God, the next trailer said, "Yeah, we're going hard, hard multiverse. <laughs> Get I, ready. I we don't have know about this. We uh, have really. We got our first look at huh. Flashpoint, which gives us a the return of Michael Keaton as Batman, b the return of Ben Affleck as Batman. It gives us." C, the return of Ezra Miller as Flash. And us, D, the return of Ezra Miller as Flash. Wait, what the hell's going on well, here? No, is that, no some, some, some people think that he might also be playing Reverse Flash, that one of those characters is actually Reverse Flash. But it's possible, because that is the Flashpoint story. Yeah. I but can it's, see that. But, but, is the Ben Affleck? E- Eobard, ha- Eobard at one point made himself look like Barry Allen. The return so. of Barry Allen by Mark Wade and Michael Wade. Mm. Um, well, there's, there, there's two Barry Allens in the in the... Definitely in the Batcave in that scene. Like, yep, and a super, and, bo- and they're both in Flash costumes, and it's like, okay, different costumes. This is going to be interesting. Yeah, and um, Supergirl's in the cost in the in there as well. I forgot that's supposed to be Supergirl. Yeah, because you don't F- see the full costume. Like, you don't even see the S. Is Ben Affleck in this in this trailer? He's not in the trailer, but his cow is on oh, the is, ground. Is it okay? I didn't yeah. notice that. Yep, and okay. and Ben and Ben Affleck is, has confirmed he's in the movie. I don't know how much he's in it. So many Batmans. <laughs> how about that last shower? They're clearly going to reveal the best looking Batmobile of all time. Yeah, true. That's been kind of a tarp for 30 some years. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I, I just, I just don't trust them to like the CW did the CW did the crisis on infinite earths very well. And, this, and and got this, yeah, way and more that, buy-in than this movie's gonna get. This, this isn't the crisis, though. But I, I what, know, but the thing is, like, but I don't, that's I, I'm with John. The vibe I'm getting from this isn't just Flashpoint. The vibe I'm getting from this trailer is, hey, guess what? We're kind of doing Crisis meets Flashpoint. Yeah, you're kind of right. Yeah, you're right. I'm not. You're not wrong about that. The thing is, they're once know. again shoehorning as much as they can into a single movie instead of building up. We don't know that. We don't know what they're shoehorning. A lot of this stuff is assumptions. Yeah, I, right? true. But I mean, but all, I, all we know for sure, because what is the story of Flashpoint, right? Barry Allen goes back in time to stop himself from killing his mother, his, uh, from stop his mother from dying, excuse me. Yep. 
and then, stop himself from wrong. killing his mother. That was the second time he went story. back. Is the stuff. <laughs> That's the wrong story. And then he comes back to the future and the world's been changed. Exactly. Right? So it's like right. back to the future. And then in the process, he works with older Batman. And now it's Thomas Wayne. This is clearly going to be a multiversal Batman. So on the surface, it looks kind of the same. But instead of time, they're going to play well, the multiverse. Listen to the... <laughs> Did you listen to the Tom Keaton, Tom Keaton, Michael Keaton Batman voiceover? <laughs> I did, and and he is like, you can travel to any point in time, to any timeline, to any mm-hmm. universe. Like mm-hmm. he he implies, not only is he jumping in time, he's jumping across the multiverse. Yes, he is. Yep. So he is in fact doing. That. I mean, look, I think Flash probably is my favorite DC character, or at least you know maybe my second favorite. And it's like, and when he's done right, it's it's amazing. But like, I don't know. I, I think yeah. it's fair. I think it's fair to be suspect, especially what we saw from but Justice League movies. My son, my astute son, made a very interesting point about this. What version of the Flash are we getting? Are we getting the Whedon Justice League Flash? Or are we getting the Snyder Justice League Flash? Because those are two yeah. universes, right? And here's why, and here's why he brought it up. And I'm like, oh, you're right. In the Whedon version, he didn't, he couldn't mess with time. My guess would be the. I was gonna say my thought would be the Snyder version because that's the one we've seen last. Exactly, but the Snyder one, he messed with time, yeah. and then he actually went back and he saves the day by going back in time. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. the kind of, I think that the I think that Warner's plan is to forget they ever hired Joss Whedon yeah that's what flashpoint's about he's gonna go back <laughs> in time to make sure that josh Josh Reed is is, he's gonna he's gonna pull a deadpool right yes that is <laughs> that is what flashpoint is doing we have to make sure we never hire joss whedon and make things worse <laughs> i'm still surprised that like ezra miller is part of this considering Me too but he has successfully survived a canceling and he probably shouldn't have definitely yeah should. oh my what god the, did you watch things? him introduce this on DC fandom, it was no. so weird. Oh my he's god, he's weird. He's a weird dude. He's like Crispin Glover with less personality. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, and look, I don't know, but when I watched it, and I have, I have friends who are. I kind of thought he's on the spectrum. Possible. And it made me. And it's also making me wonder: Is that why he's getting away with it? And you know, no one I've, wants to talk. No one wants to talk about him having autism. <laughs> But I've always gotten the idea that he kind of played Barry Allen like a Sheldon Cooper. So my, my interpretation is he plays Barry Allen as if he has Asperger's. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't mean to be insensitive when I say that, but I, that's just always the way I read his performance. My, my son-in-law's brother has is autistic and he, he will have violent mood swings and stuff. So I mean, it's just, it's part of it. So yeah. yeah I don't know. It's possible. So yeah. Speaking of violent mood swings, but I uh-huh. no. <laughs> nice. My, my final good. my my final point on Ezra Miller is if if that is what it is, then he should come out and, and tell people. And I think I I don't just I don't. This is a sticky situation. Um, yeah. yeah. One that he's chosen not to do anything with, and it's amazing all the problem that Warner's had with like abuse and like oh yeah how ugly it's been with the Fisher situation. How Ezra Miller was just kind of skated on by and not have to say anything it's weird yep. man it's real it's, weird he, he just went by real fast doing that weird it's skating like, run thing it's almost like he went back in time and changed something and only we remember 
Hmm. I, yeah. shouldn't make jo- I shouldn't make jokes about something that's right. Yes, and he met it. He met another Batman, and then and now we're getting another Batman with violent so, mood swings. So many Batman. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Now, nah, man. Nah. Okay. John's why got a, are we? John's why, a big no on this one. I can nah, I can see this already. Just, why are we getting? Okay. Why are we getting emo Bruce Wayne? Why is he emo? What does that mean? That is a that is a 2007 term. <laughs> why are we calling him emo? Because he has long hair. Because he's, he he's because he's he's extra hard on the brooding. And, and but that's Bruce I, Wayne. I don't not like this. This he is should like, be. But like, well, here's the, the problem. Though. The, here's, what, the line ahead. I don't care what happens to me. That was like to me like oh my god, it's emo Bruce Wayne. Like right there, I was but like that's oh. Batman. Yeah, early Batman. Yes, I would say year two, it which may, is supposed to be kind of like year two Batman. It so. might it might be Batman, but. I think Bruce Tim handled the brooding, the bit balance between brooding and superhero really well. Like he still was like that guy, that guy in the room that was always the, the brought the room down. But, Here's but, a, it, but this, this just seems to be like none of the personality, none, none of that just guy trying to commit suicide. What and and the, the movie, the movie feels like it's trying too hard. Like Batman begins Right. That's the that was the, the yeah. first one with right. That that one I never like when I saw the trailers for that and the and and then the you know the movie, I never felt like, you know, wow, this is really trying too hard, or that you know, this is this 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 is just over overacted and all that. This one did you see just, the third one? Yeah, I know. No, the third one I, I understand, but I'm I'm compared to Batman begins, fair, fair, right? Fair. And and that one I never like never crossed my mind. It was just this is cool. Like he's dark, he's brooding, but you know he's driven. This one just feels like he's just ah. brooding, and and it feels like it's trying too hard to be dark. You know, it's like it's he's like the Lego nah, Batman nah. going dark. You know, I don't. I <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't want to go that far. I feel like this is a much angrier. Bruce Wayne yeah, Batman than, than we've gotten before like that's I feel like that's what they're going for this is the impression I got from this trailer is this is a and I don't mean story this is what the story is going to be this is a Jeff Loeb Tim Sale prestige yeah. novel this is not Batman in continuity this is like let's just do like a really good standalone Batman story and, and put it out there like, and let's take the character in a slightly different direction let's make him like really angry not caring about himself and and see how it works one of the things i found interesting is most of the shots in the trailer he's in costume which i'm kind of curious how they're going with how they're going to do the batman bruce wayne balance in this well here's uh, here's the deep dark secret of dc comics in general is there is no batman bruce wayne balance in the comics and mm. i think that's makes it suffers from i think it makes the comics suffer is because it's all about the guy in the mask it's very very rarely about the guy out of the mask and i think yeah. that hurts batman and i think that there's that there other than when denny o'neill and marshall rogers were working on and steve engler excuse me were working on the character in the 70 or in late 70s and 80s I don't think we've had enough of that. And I think that's, I've heard Joe Casada say that, and I think he's hundred percent correct well, is that DC focuses so much on the bat and not enough on the man. And that I think, being, but that being said, when you're marketing, cause that's, what's a trailer to do. It's a market, right? I think the way to market the story is to have a lot of the costume and less of the guy playing the costume. And, well, they also focus more on the beating up and the swinging from yeah, yeah, the root and not the detective part, right? But this is supposed but, to, but that's a trailer. This is supposed to be, 
the one detect the one bad movie where he actually is being a detective but again you don't really get to see that because again in the trailer the trailer the point of the trailer is to get people excited you get people excited with violence right yeah this marketing that's a marketing well i I, and i'll say like i think they i think christopher nolan tried to do that in his batman movies do the balance between batman and bruce wayne and like and he lost it too though like in dark knight and batman begins in dark knight he's on the right path but by dark knight dark knight rises rises it was he's he had lost the plot yeah exactly like so and everybody does everybody falls in love with batman and not enough people talk about bruce and that's part of what i'm wondering too is that is that going to be this movie is we going to be are we going to lose that? That's why I asked the question. Like, I think it's a fair question to ask. I think also, what is the big criticism of this movie before it come out? The, what is the one thing everybody's harping on? The voice, Robert, the Pattinson. sparkling, Robert, <laughs> the sparkling, right? Robert Pattinson. People are people are very anti Robert Pattinson. So don't you um, want to load up the tr- there? That's been the discourse online. Not saying us in particular, us at all. No, we've been fine with it. But a lot of discourses. I don't want Twilight Batman. I don't want that guy as Batman. So I think it'd be smart to load up the trailer again, marketing with batman showing that he's so, people's ass is batman yeah, um, that's not necessarily a look that's not necessarily a look into what the actual film is going to be though tiffo bot from fans of patrol on their episode this week because oh, no, we're getting a super chat they recorded not they recorded like while dc fandom was going on because they released on sundays but apparently they did a teaser to the teaser trailer kind of thing and they were complaining about that because i do think that's stupid like oh the but she made an she made a, an awesome point. The, her problem with the castings of Batman is everyone is like so angry when a new Batman get, gets cast. Mm-hmm. It's like I can't believe this person cannot replace whoever yeah. the previous Batman was. You're right. And then as soon as the movie comes out, everyone loves the new Batman. Always. And then once they start talking about casting another one, it's like I can't believe this guy's going to replace Robert Pattinson. Michael Ke- right. Michael Keaton was the gold standard on that. Like, everybody's oh, yeah, like, people hated him. Yeah. When he got ca- when the announcement happened, people, a Mr. Mom? A comedian? yeah, exactly. Look, that's a great example. Look yeah. back at that trailer, the first 1989 Batman trailer, whole lot of Batman, not a lot of Michael Keaton. That's yep. true. Yeah. That's you know, because again, you want to lead with marketing purposes, lead with Batman. The problem is, is we fall too in love with, we but, fall but too it's in love with the mask. Right. But it's not just, it's not just that it's like the whole trailer so, seems to be dripping. Like, look at me. I'm, I, I'm dark. I can't argue that the whole, it's very dark. This is, this will definitely be the darkest Batman story. I'm more concerned with Zo- the Riddler as Zodiac. Yes. That's what like, are they, go- why, why bring the Riddler in to make him dark? Because the Riddler is a character you can you have some flexibility. Yeah, I know. Because he can it, be Zodiac. The Riddler can very easily. They don't, but the the Riddler, like when's the last time we saw like a really like they tried it with zero like zero year that wasn't a great. Snack. Yeah, they haven't done they haven't done well by Riddler. He, like, no. he he he's got so much potential. He does, and like but there's so many vastly different interpretations of Riddler because like what we think of as Frank Gorshin, right? Jim Carrey's Riddler was just Frank Gorshin. Yeah. So yeah. this, I forget who's playing him, but this gives us a, a chance to do something different with Riddler. I don't know if it's going to work or not, but it's definitely Riddler as Zodiac. And the Riddler, because what's the problem with Riddler is he oftentimes becomes a knockoff Joker. By doing this, you get away from any relation to the Joker, right? Yeah. So I don't know if it's going to work or not. It's it's ballsy, right? It's ballsy, but it's intriguing. I don't know, but I'm I'm interested. Yeah, yeah. But I did dark. like I. D- I liked I liked the scene at the end of the trailer with the penguin 
the car chase with the penguin and he and he sets off a bomb and it goes off on the batmobile and he's I like got i got you. you i got, I you. got you and then you saw that the batmobile great. fly that's out of the that uh, was flat yeah dude that's colin farrell i forgot colin farrell's playing the penguin and that whoever did the makeup's getting an oscar give them yeah, the know, oscar colin, right colin farrell's instantly recognizable and that was not completely you know. unrecognizable i totally forgot he was playing it but like kudos to everyone involved on that i remember thinking Colin Farrell was Oswald Cobblepot. What are we doing? Oh, <laughs> way off. Great job. So do you think this is going to... Oh, also, Zoe Kravitz is Selena Kyle. Oh, like yeah. I see so, like what I see so far on that. Well, is this going to... Is this going to be a... Mm-hmm. At first, I'm like, is this going to... They're going to try to do like the Nolan verse and a more grounded yeah, I think take so. I think so. on it. But then I'm like, I don't know. And like the one of the scenes that bothered me in the trailer was the machine gun scene. Like I forgot about that. Yeah. Like Let's, he's not see. he's not Superman, and they don't. There's there's no nothing that's that bulletproof. That's, that's the one thing they keep getting wrong with Batman. He doesn't at, go in and start fighting people. He takes you out he, from the shadows. Not he's not lately. If you like, I know, I know no, that's the problem. But no, though. but that's but that's been Batman for the last. That's been that's Bat God, right? That's right. been Batman exactly. For the last but thirty and, years. In the and, and the other thing is the thing is too like. Okay, even if you're wearing something that's super bulletproof and, and a machine, you know, thousands of machine gun shots won't go through it, there's still the force of those shots hitting you that's going to yeah. knock you back, knock the wind out of you. Unless you're and, tell, unless you've got some kind of like magic technology that can nullify kinetic energy, that's not you're, yeah, you're going to so, like yeah. Guys, so I'm talking, like we're talking about a movie about a man who dresses up like a bat and fights crime. No, but I'm like, I'm sorry. You can do that if it's Superman. You could do that if it's Wonder Woman. It's Batman. Don't, it's it just like, he's not Bat God. I hate Bat God. That's the problem. I get, and I get it, but that's that's what Batman is, right? We don't have the down to earth. Like the closest down to earth Batman we've had is like, Grant, no, I'm sorry, not Grant Morrison's, is uh, Christopher Nolan's, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's barely, I mean, like, they'll come up with some reason. They'll, like it displaces kinetic energy. They'll like, they'll do some scientific mobo jumbo but i mean the whole thing is based on that like it's it's fiction right i don't have an i don't have an issue with that with like i mean if it's not realistic enough it like takes the whole like for me it's like okay realistically a billionaire upset billionaire doesn't dress up like a bat and fight people but what i'm saying is like there's also not gangs dressed with clown makeup that is also not a thing unless you're in but, the warriors no I, i'm not i'm not saying that what i'm saying is like I want to see that movie. I want to see that scene in a Superman movie. I don't want. To, there's other interesting things you can do with Batman than give me a scene that should be in a Superman or Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, he's supposed to take. He's supposed to like case the joint, make a plan, and then I mean, you don't take know. You, he's, out. you don't know he's not. It's a trailer. It's a clip. Is it one of the arguments for why the different Marvel movies works? Is that they do something. Even though they're all formulaic and they're all superhero movies, they do treat them differently. Like all the heroes are different. If you start I treating, think, I think they, I think they tell you that. I don't think yeah. they actually are. This is true. Like I think that's one of those things that people say and like becomes accepted because they are all are the same movie, right? Marvel, Marvel, their- Marvel, they get treated differently. DC, they're all gods of their respective. And that, know, but that, but that's what said, but that's what they are. Yeah, right? they're but, the gods of Olympus as opposed to, you know, Marvel that tries to play it a little bit more like yeah, but, you know, real people I don't know. With problems. I mm. think I think they would do well if they made Batman the man among the gods, but 
you know no they were making they, him but they well they did kind of did in justice league right they did do that but i mean that's the whole thing is batman always has a plan so you got to have a plan when people open up the machine gun on you or else you're dead true because what would because what doesn't that make sense like isn't that the question is why does why do these people fight batman hand hand why don't they just shoot him so for me that's what i want to see like i want to see that scene right because that is the logical way to be batman you just mow his ass down yeah and, and why seven or, or or lob just just you know have him show up lead him to the middle of a of you know an area and then just lob a bunch of grenades at him i mean you could you know. yeah like that's saying so i you need to so i think that you need to have a batman that is ready for that kind of stuff or else like then it becomes because if we start going like well, what is believable for batman then it becomes a slippery slope is why don't we drop a nuclear warhead on him you know, and that's the final answer, you know? And why, just, why, why, when they, when, when an entire group goes after them, why do they always go one after Why is it always one, one after one the other? At, yeah. The answer is one because at the it time. looks, the answer is because it looks cool that way. Yeah. Yes. Right. And it's like, it's fiction. How do you kill a vampire? But they could do it right. They I could. And I don't think they're doing it wrong necessarily. I want to see how it, how it's executed in the context of a story. Okay, we'll see. But I, I, I still think that it gave me really bad vibes of, I, you know, look at me, I'm important, I'm Batman, I'm dark. It did, it just, it seemed, it felt to me like it was trying too hard. But like, like you know, we'll see because we're going to see the movie. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to, the trailer is going to take me off of that. Yeah. You could be right about that. I think that probably is what they're going to be. I think that's the interpretation of Batman they want to do is in a very angry Batman you know, which we didn't really have in Justice League. Well, yeah, but the, but the, the movie itself is trying too hard. Like, if there was just Angry Batman, okay, I could deal with that, but... I don't know. It I like when movies try hard. Uh, I mean, yeah, but there's trying hard, and then there's obviously trying hard smacking you in the face with its dick. I mean, it's like, it's not... It's, we got a lot of, I, I don't want to a spend lot of leverage on Bat Dick. Yeah, well, you know... I, I just I don't want to spend watching a movie ha- having it be o- so overblown trying to force the audience to it's it's like it's like trying to force the audience to feel something for somebody right he, yeah like when you do he, it too obviously they're not they're gonna have the opposite reaction but it's so hard to make these judgments out of a two minute snippet I, I right? get it but it's not it's not a good thing like I didn't feel that way for Shazam or for but it's a different tone Black of movie. Like like black like we didn't get anything of black Adam. we got one so that's yeah, hard yeah, that's know. hard like with it like I get it there these that's a different type of movie like those are movies based in wonderment right which appeals which clearly has more well, of black Adam's more like terrifying than but Wonder it's the Wonder. dark side of but it's like the dark side of wonder right mm. like Shazam is like when wonder goes right black Adam is when wonder goes wrong wrong yeah whereas this is like this is supposed to be street level kind of ugly like that's what they're going for the cinematography in this is it's yeah. harsh it's gorgeous it's very different than what wally feister did in the dark knight movies right like that was a little bit more grainy and, and like urban gritty this is yeah. like this is more like painting a picture right with like there's a lot of orange going on there's a lot of dark like contra- like contrast as opposed to like what we did in the dark knight which is more like like michael mann style urban uh, like gritty isn't like the film is grainy right low lighting like neons, you know, like old glowy stuff. Like this is like, it looks different. And that's what I dig. Sorry, I got to go off on a little in a art direction <laughs> tangent that I don't get to go on too much anymore. Yeah. But, you know, as, you know, John, I would have to point out that his is the only superhero dick that we have seen oh, God. in the comics. I to, I, you know, we got so much lever. We got so much mileage in a bad dong. So, sometimes yes. I say things and I regret. Okay. So, so right. well, uh, got the Dick Knight. 
Uh, How did I not think about that before? Nice. Nice. Well, while John and JD ponder the Dick Knight, we will take our second and final commercial break. Be right back with our main topic. You know, like, honestly, should we just wrap? It's it's 1030. Yeah. Like, we've already got a, basically a two-hour episode. Could we, should we just hold this off for next week? Because we had a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Oh, fine. All I'm right. Looking, I, I'm looking at old man O'Grady down there, and he looks like he's going to pass out. I, I'm sorry. I took the I old medicine, so. Old medicine. Yeah. All right. All that can, right. That can well, you know, when it gets cold outside, you take the cold medicine, right? Like, I thought you said the old medicine. No, they, well, no, that I. I that made uh, me laugh. I took, I took <laughs> the old medicine. The medicine either to make you older that could kill you because it is old. All right. And scene. All right. So we didn't take a commercial break. Dick Knight. All right. So we've decided to to wrap it because John is getting tired and old. Uh, okay. Gonna, I'll take it. Okay. He's getting he's Excuse getting me. older by the minute as we're watching him here. I take a look at my life. I'm a lot like you. Hopefully not. So let's, so let's wrap it up with some some recommendations for our Neil Young. Uh, our audience. John. Do you recommend not taking cold medicine right before you record a podcast? I uh, I would normally do that, yes, unless I couldn't do the podcast without that, which is, you know, part of the problem. Mild form of addiction. Yeah. So, you know what? I'm going to, I, again, Squid Game caught my, I, I really? really didn't think I would like it. And it does, it because it does one of the things that I don't, I don't like or like, I'm not really in a great place in life right now. So it's hard for me to watch movies about people being just really evil to each other. Fair. But it just seems like the protagonist in this is going through some kind of, you know, like he's learning and he's, it's some kind of awakening and the, the, the direction and the, the storyline are just, I don't know why it caught me. So, you know, if you're, if you're hesitant, give it a try. It might not be quite exactly what you think it is, you know? Okay. I, I, I'm not in a great place either. And I feel like watching people be evil to each other makes me feel better about myself. All right, JD, how about you? What do you recommend? I am going to, I'm still finishing Dracul. So I'll probably hold off on that for another week. I want to see how they stick with the landing. I'm going to recommend this season of the movies that made us on Netflix. Took a nice little break from doing some stuff. And I watched a little TV this week and I just love documentary. And this season they, they went over a bunch of movies from the eighties and nineties that are really good. And that are short documentaries. The ones that I liked in particular were the back to the future episode. <gasps> I gotta mm-hmm. watch that one. Yeah, they had a lot of Eric Stoltz stuff in it, which that's they've over the years, they've started to let more and more of that stuff creep out into the world. Cause I guess Eric Stoltz was just terrible as Marty McFly. So the more we can see of that, the better. Hmm. Not terrible, not the terribly tone. Mis- were... Terribly miscast. Is right. He wasn't the tone they were looking for from the movie. Yeah. Right. He was not, he was playing this as, oh my God, I'm back. I'm in, I'm traveling back in time as opposed to Michael J. Fox who was just, you know, winning us over with charisma. Yes. You know, we wouldn't have Rick and Morty if, if they had played. That. No, you're, you're hundred percent right. There's a lot. I mean, that's, it's not a, it's not a classic if it's not the tone that it was. So they hmm. were right. Uh, the second one was the nightmare before Christmas episode which is great and that we talked earlier about vhs and how that resurrected so many dead movies and this is a great example because they made it disney liked it and the first test results the kids didn't know what to do with it because it's kind of it's kind of (laughs) out there right so they released it as tim burton's nightmare for christmas and they put it as a touchstone film and it broke even and they were like okay it's what it is and then on it took a decade 
But on home video, it became a classic to the point where Disney's now like, yes, the nightmare before Christmas, that was us. Yeah. And we, so. and we, and we get a lot of cosplay like about that. And the uh, nostalgia critic just did a review of nightmare before Christmas it's, too. It's aged really well. And mm. it was just a movie and it's in its time. It just, that happens a lot, right? Movies like sometimes they're, they're just a little too ahead of their time. Right. And I think that was the case of the nightmare before Christmas is people didn't quite know what to make of it. Now, the outsider is a little different, right? There's a little bit more of an acceptance for, for something different. Yeah. So yeah. it's become it's become the classic it always deserved to be. And it's a great story, and especially from there's, Danny Elfman's perspective, it's really good. There's a there's a series on Disney Plus about like artifacts from Disney. I can't remember the name of the show. And one of the ones they do is A Nightmare Before Christmas. It's it's all props and stuff from movies and it's just so funny, like, because, you know, today they would do all that probably computer animation. It took two years to make that movie. Yeah. like, And and there are people that still have pieces from that movie and the puppets, you know, I mean, some of them are falling apart. Well, yeah, know, it's because, been 30 years. Exactly. But yeah, it's amazing. It should that, have runs them. <laughs> that's like a, that's a full stop motion film. Right. Yeah. Like that's the old school, like Gumby, you know, they just move it a little bit at a time, Yeah, but it's a, it's a, it's a brilliant film and the story behind it, how it came together. It's really, it was really intriguing. So yeah, that's the, the movies that made us on Netflix. Cool. Cool. It's, it doesn't come out to November, but the, there's a documentary coming out that I'm excited for. Oh, what's it called? Beatles. Ooh. Shoot. Hold on. I just looked it up and I can't remember now. So Shitty Beatles. It's not it just is. a clever name. Get back. Oh, that's a good title. So. I didn't like huh. so 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 Peter Jackson. Oh, followed the Beatles around for I can't remember how long they said like almost a year with cameras. This was when this is when they were in Abbey Road, locked in Abbey Road, writing and recording. Ooh. Wow, Peter Jackson, the Peter Jackson, the Peter Jackson. How he, was he like twelve? How old is Peter Jackson? I don't know. I, they all I know is they keep saying Peter Jackson, so I assume they mean the Peter Jackson, unless there's another Peter Jackson. Um, no, no, this is this is that Peter Jackson. I think. Yeah, this is that Peter Jackson. Yeah, I think he's older than people realize. Yeah. He must be because that was 51 years ago. <laughs> so, so, and it it's builds up to their final concert, the one on the rooftop. Peter Jackson was born in '61. I want to say, I got to watch, I got to read into this, Dave. This sounds absolutely You would have been nine then. <laughs> yeah, there's something, there's... Oh, you know what it is? Maybe it's not Peter Jackson. Maybe there's a film crew. Maybe he put the move, the film together. He probably because... put the movie together based on some... Yeah, okay, I'll go So, So the, the, the idea is that this is film stock that was locked away for 50 years that like, no one touched. There... And they put it together in this documentary. Okay, because there is a documentary that's basically about the Beatles breaking up and the, that last row, the, the rooftop performance. He probably, my guess is he's probably taken like a new look at some of that footage and did his own story. I, I, all I know is I've seen most of those documentaries and there's a lot of footage they showed in the preview that I've never seen before. Fascinating. Wow. Okay. This sounds pretty cool actually. Yeah. I mean, in fact, like apparently the, the argument is in this documentary that led to their breaking up. And I didn't know this, like that they show this in in the clips too. George Harrison actually quit the band right before that concert and then came back. Well, I yeah. remember George was the one who was kind of like, I'm out of here. Because he, right. he's the one who puts out the first uh, solo album, right? No. Paul was. Oh, was it Paul? Paul? Oh, okay. Paul came out first? I thought all Yeah, McCartney out. came out first. In fact, okay. McCartney came out before Let It Be. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
wing, um, his wings stuff no this is uh no mccartney was solo that was before right so, before wings solo? okay yeah then actually technically their last album is abbey road and then let it be was just stuff that their producer george george martin yeah put together and let it be was phil Spector. oh god uh, phil Spector is a whole can of original let it be was phil Spector, and they remixed it in like 2003 yes yeah they're actually the better version i think that's the better version of let it yeah is the is the remix because phil Spector is a can of crazy great music producer (laughs) oh true true all the sound was good he's nuts yes so but that's not till november but i'm looking forward to that oh wow i will recommend Man, we went off on so many tangents tonight. Uh, yeah. Tangent City, baby. I will recommend that you go to our website, superheroespeak.com, where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media at the top of the page and uh, comic book reviews by our good friend D Square. And yeah, other than something looking forward to, I will recommend you watch, go to Disney Plus right now. And if you haven't watched it yet, Watch Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales, because I promise you that is what we will be talking about next week on the podcast. <laughs> so until then, as always, thanks for hanging out. Don't let your cape get caught in the door.